welcome to Wax Apple episode 112. I'm your host, Wax, here with my co-host, as always. Also joining us today, JJ Felix, uh, who I guess he was a replacement slash... I don't, I don't know what he was. We had no idea whether ads was going to be here or not, so we had to scramble to get some people in. And then, lo and behold, ads did show up. Ads, so uh, what... Tell me what happened last night and why uh, I was worried about whether you'd be here. Uh, yeah, I had my first work party ever. Like, not ever, obviously. I had them in Australia, but in Japan. Um, it was fun. Yeah, we went to a yakiniku place. Um, obviously, I ate nothing. I already ate before I came. I just came to drink. Um, yeah, we drank pretty hard for like two hours. Then we went to a karaoke place and sang karaoke for like four or five hours. And I came home. It's good. It's fun. All right. My main question for you here is that uh, is this a thing that the teachers only do once a year or very rarely? Or is it that you finally earned the acceptance to be invited along on one of these trips? I think as far as I understood, like, you know, my Japanese isn't perfect. So I can't follow around every single conversation. But um, it was the first since COVID at my school. Ah, Okay. So they stopped doing them around COVID, but it used to be quite common. Like you'd always hear about like nomikais um, happening, you know, at, usually they do like one at the start of the year, like, cause, cause in Japan, the weird thing about the way Japan system works for teaching is um, the teachers switch and the teachers don't get a say. Like you, you can change switch? schools. They change schools. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and it happens like on a semi-frequently ba- frequent basis, right? If you're a new but teacher, what's semi-fre- you, What's, what's like semi-frequent? Every, like? It depends. If you're an older teacher, you move less than a newer teacher and that kind of thing. But with newer teachers, like every two, three years. Okay, that's normal. Schools. Never mind. Yeah, that, that, that's not odd. Like, at least like from my experience in, in Korea, that, that sounds like a... Do they do that like, in Korea as any, well? Like, like a, lot, a lot of like Korean governmental stuff is based off Imperial Japan because, you know, colonial rule. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of like just like little random details of how like local government is run and those kind of things are like very similar. Mm. I just find it so weird, right? Like the fact that a teacher doesn't get a say, um, and like you know, like your whole life is like based around your workplace. I feel like it's because you're weird. a civil. It's because you're a civil servant in like a hyper socialist society. It's it's the you know it's what you give up, right? You you get yeah. to have a you get to have a super nice pension, very secure job. You'll never get fired. And yep. uh, yeah, it's not like it's not it's not like being a teacher in like a you know Western country, or a, you know a more capitalist country. It's like you know, it's it's the no, little no, price you pay for all the security. I get that, but it was yeah. just that was surprising to know. And also, the teachers don't find out until like two weeks before the new school year. Yeah, that I didn't know, but uh, yeah, that that, so that like, sounds like that. fucking sucks. They they still don't know. Like this, so I think the twenty seventh of next month is the last day of school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean their long holidays aren't like Australia and the US, where their long holidays are in the middle of the year. It's not that long, but yeah, so like middle of the school year rather. Yeah. So like there is a very short break between, you know, if a kid was in third grade to fourth grade, there's like a two week break and then they're back and they're in fourth grade. Um, and in that two week period is when the teachers get told that they're moving schools. Right. But in any case, these are going to be more frequent now. That's what you're saying. Probably, yeah. It was really fun. I had, I had a lot of fun. Um, it was great. The character was popping. Um, there was, of course, the uh, how much can the gaijin drink uh, segment. 
Of course. Um, and of course. They, they were like to me, uh, I was like, they were like, how many beers could I drink? And I'm like, hmm, depends on the hour, but I could easily like polish 10 and like not be, not be worried in like a two hour segment. And they were like 10. And then of course, after that, they were like, okay, you're drinking two for every one I drink. And it was really, I was really, I was not really drunk, but I was quite tipsy when we left the character. So you can, so you can comfortably say that you, you are the, uh, the most avid drinker among the school staff. Uh, well, it wasn't all the school staff, so um, it was like organized by not the principal. Some of them are like organized by the school. I don't think this was specifically organized by the school. I don't think the school's still doing those yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't all the school staff, but it was like the main staff that I talked to most, anyways. All right. Well, that that sounds fun. I hope we uh, hear some more interesting stories if this becomes more frequent. So wait. So you you have oh. you have work friends now? You have work friends now or what? They're like association friends. Like I, I don't hang out with them. Right. A lot of my teachers don't right. live in my area as well. They drive from like other surrounding cities. Uh-huh. All right. Uh huh. Alright. But yeah, it was. Sense. I also found out that um, some of my teachers can't handle their alcohol at all and are terrible drunks. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we're not gonna expose them here. Although I have no, we would have no idea who the fuck we're referring to. So I guess you you kind of could if you wanted to. No, I won't say names. I won't say names. But yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, overall I'm a pretty good drunk. Um, like I don't, I don't go into like the you know hug everybody stage quickly. Anyways, uh, I, I do eventually get to the either I'm very happy or very sad stage. Yeah, what um, about breaking does, down and crying? That's only if my football team wins, loses. Sorry, right. or yeah. wins. Hey, otherwise, I, I want I wanted to ask you because you've been doing this for a little bit. Um, do you think there's like a culturally learned drunk behavior in Japan that's different from Australia? Because uh, I I think I've noticed that in America and Korea. Because I think mm. so. Because so, you want to say that like people's drunk behavior is it's it's actually them being who they I don't know I don't say who they really are, but it's what you know it's how they act when their inhibitions are lowered. Right. That's sort of the yeah, yeah, accepted yeah. explanation. But I think there was like a cultural aspect too where. Uh, like media and you know, people around you teach you like this is how drunk people act and I because I've never seen people like break down and cry while drunk in the state oh, I don't say never but very rarely in the states mm-hmm. and I feel like it's way more common in in Korea where people think oh yeah you know when when you get like shit face drunk you, you just cry and I'm like yeah you ah, go to the middle weird. of the street and you start crying and you you squat down and you start crying that happens all the time in Shibuya I see that. That's, if, if you're yeah, in Shibuya, yeah, around yeah. like two, three a.m., you're seeing at least five people crying on the street. So would you would you say that's a learned cultural behavior, or would you say that uh, Japan is just a sadder society in general? And there's a there's a more need for that. So I, I would say it's learned. Honestly, I think it's, I, I, I think I, it's learned, but it also yeah. takes into like, I, I think it doesn't matter like how much you know how much emotional, you know what do you want to call it? Not like out, outlay, but like how much emotional baggage you you have to carry on a day-to-day basis and how often you're like, you're having like emotional I, outbursts. Uh, it can't be that much worse in Japan. Can't, and you know what? It, maybe it is. Maybe we are underrating the uh, amount of stress the average Japanese person is under. So who knows? I, I think the, the other thing, right, like in Japan is like, in, in Australia, like the, the staff room is the biggest shit talk place. Like everyone's talking shit. In Japan, that yeah. doesn't happen. Like in Japan, like the most interesting thing that happened 
over the whole of the summer break was like we got new princes and they talked about the new princes and every single teacher walked past me and said adam sensei have you seen the new princes we got new princes by the way <laughs> that was like right. 14 15 people back to back to back i'm like guys i sit right next to the printer i think i know actually i do know you know why i know because i came nobody told me that there would be no fucking there would be no electricity while the princes were being changed and I came in 40 degree heat as the only person and, and the secretary to come to school. And I sweated through fucking eight hours of work because I had didn't want to use Nanku. So thank you. I did know. The printers were changed. Thank you. All right. Okay. In any case, um, all right, that, that sounds good. Hey, uh, Felix, how, how are you doing? It took us eight minutes to get to you, but uh, I, I probably should have like, talked to you a little bit sooner. What's, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Uh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, living a very boring life. Mm-hmm. That that's all. Like, uh, <clears throat> I got told I gotta start working at seven a.m. on Monday. I'm like, oh no, come on. Luckily, it's what, ha- day. what so happened at seven a.m.? So technically, you know, in, a, in the service of of providing, you know, twenty four seven service, uh, somebody said I covered those those four mornings. Normally, that would be my boss's boss, but he's out. So normally that responsibility falls to my boss, but he's also out. So that responsibility now falls to me. <laughs> All right. That, well, you know what? That, that that doesn't sound the most terrible, but at the same time, who, no, no one really wants to go to work at 7 a.m. So I'll, I'll, I'll grant yeah. you uh, some, some tokens. And I mean, you yeah, know, least... I mean, I, I, everyone wants 24-7 service, right? So somebody has to cover those. those Wait, 24-7 services are the 24. Wait, what service does your company provide? Uh, it's a bunch of financial stuff. Okay, well, who who covers like the the actual day for seven? Then is it just like random like contractors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, have, you have random shifts. Okay, throughout throughout the uh, world, I guess. It's, it's, uh, you yeah, know. yeah. I thought I thought all that shit was just contracted out to like uh like whatever uh, places. Uh, those those, uh, uh, those have money like like uh, Facebook. Yeah, they contract those out to the Philippines. Yeah, Philippines, India, all those places where uh, people but, but speak those, English. Those, but those that. are not that that rich. Um, you know, we have it in house. So oh. nice. So if you're rich, you pay less. That's interesting. Yeah, basically. Yes. Hey, hey, it's exactly like the uh, what is it? Uh, fucking what, what was I think we're talking about? Like a, like a dozen episodes ago, the uh, the the chatters for the OnlyFans. Like you know. You just you just farm out the Philippines, man. People who, who are good at English. Oh yeah, yeah, for, yeah I remember that. Work for three dollars an hour. Good good wage for that guy there. And yeah, that, that's just how a global customer service works now, man. It, that's just how life is. But yeah. you know what's funny is that um, uh, I don't know if they still ha- still happens, but uh, I remember one case where if you had like if you didn't have you know pay for premium service, you get some tech worker in India or Philippines. Whereas you pay for like premium support. You get a worker from America speaking perfect English to you. I mean, that's it's not illegal. That, that's like you know, it's it's not illegal, but I just found it interesting. You know, you know, people discriminate. You know, based off their access yeah. for tech support, I guess. This is very random, but I, I was kind of shocked that when I when I called Air Canada support, it it was actually in Canada. I don't know if that's because there's like they're they're communists and they only they want to like give people in their country jobs, or if it's like some other reason. But I, I was well, very shocked. I mean, in Canada, you you have to provide French and English services, so that might be the case. I, I think I think, but yeah, but you pick that at the dial. You put, you know, it's like you know, para para español o prima dos, and then and Spanish, I, I think it's like, probably just easier just to have a system where you know you just 
figure it out easier in-house in Canada versus uh, have this higher support, I guess, Africa is where they speak the most French. That's cheap. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think they're hiring like bilingual people in like Montreal to do this. Or maybe they are. Who, who, who knows? I, I don't think they're doing that. I think they're just like farming. Also, Quebecois French is like not uh, French French. Like you, you kind of have you kind of have to hire people from from like from Quebec. Yeah, yeah, that too. I guess you know, localize the. Yeah, but they they could speak like I, I feel like they could also speak standard French as well. Usually. Oh, I, fuck I, fuck it, fuck it, yeah. I know, man. I, I just know from, uh, like memes. In, in Lebanon, like, like there are extreme dialect changes, but for yeah. the most part, people will also learn in school like standard Arabic. All right. In any case, let, let, let's go on to our first topic of the day. Let's let's go to um, Felix's topic first because he's the guest and I, I don't know. I'm assuming uh, you, you can skip any topic, honestly. I can flow through almost any conversation whatsoever. I'm assuming uh, you brought this up for a reason. Uh, so, uh, I don't know which one you brought go. up, so let's do it. It's the TMZ one. It's about Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. I just which, post- I, which I wanted to talk about yesterday, which I wanted to talk about last week, but we ran out of time because your uh, Grammy rant went for like 90 minutes. Anyway, um, we'll time this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so TMZ. So uh, as we all know, Rihanna played the Super Bowl last week. No, no, two weeks ago, and uh, TMZ got a hold of FCC complaints. They said they got a hold of them. I, I, honestly, they might be on public records. I'm not. I, wait, Felix, these, these are just public record, right? They just went. To, they just I, went I to believe FCC. these are public records. Yes. Uh, all right. Like never mind. Freedom of information, like full. I think it's. I think. No, I think it's because it's like literally it's like a public agency. It just has to be on a website somewhere. So nice. whatever. TMZ didn't do okay, whatever. They didn't do any work. They just got publicly available information. So um there are a hundred three complaints that her I don't know if all of them were that that her her show was too uh too racy, too sexual. But uh there were hundred three complaints in total. Which I bet you there were, like I, I, I bet you a hundred of them were about that and then yeah. three of them were like it wasn't sexy enough. Uh, honest, it needs to be honestly, more sexualized. I, I feel <laughs> they don't That's have any people, reference. Disappointed. I'm just saying, like 103 doesn't sound like a lot. So I'm, I'm going to assume like every year there's this many, but whatever. It's for uh, fun. No, it's uh, actually the second most highest, or believe the highest amount. Um, really? Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, so they uh, said so the high, gate, This is the highest. Gate is the highest. Okay. Okay. That may, well, that, I mean, yeah, sure, but. Uh, Anyway, so uh, let's let's read through some of these complaints. Hold what up. what are some of your favorites? You reckon when when they did rappers on a couple of years ago, they, they didn't get a bunch of complaints? I would have complained because they're fucking having. Didn't Eminem do the Super Bowl? Yeah, but that happened. Yeah, but like that's yeah, but like none of that is uh, particularly um, like sexualized. It's just because it's, it's not about that. It's about the fact that they have Eminem in the year two thousand and twenty, whatever the fuck he was. <laughs> oh, you want to guess why? Why are you hauling his corpse out? Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that if you wanted to. Anyway, so let's read some of the, the complaints. Uh, la, 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 la. One viewer in California even compared Rihanna's set to Kim Petras and Kim Petras, I don't know who she is, and Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys writing, I don't care some, what someone worships, but children shouldn't be exposed to pornography. And as an adult, I don't wish to see it. Where has decency gone? How about respect for our others and self? Okay, so in, in Utah, another viewer said... This year, the halftime show was so indecent, I had to turn off the TV because of the pornographic content. Of course, it was in Utah. Of course. <laughs> you know, folks across the country clutch pros over the overtly sexual dancing and songs, song content heavy on sexual content. Yes, okay, whatever. Da, 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 da. 
Uh, people said I don't, uh, she, I, made gest- she made gestures that were patently offensive and completely inappropriate for children. She spread her ass cheek at the crack. She rubbed her pants where her labia was three times. Okay, so uh, to know that, show, by the way, to, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't give a fuck. Okay, I, I watched that clips. Right. Um, but anyways. This person, the last one, the last one's the best one. She spread her ass cheek at the crack. She rubbed her pants where her labia were three times. Okay. He, he, he had to have rewatched, you know, to be 100% sure. I mean, I don't think he was sending them scientific information. I think he, just, he remembered those three times. It could have been more, man. I, I don't remember. Uh, should we rewatch right now to, for science? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's like very... Run that um, shit back. Run that shit back. I'm just saying it's, it's very specific, like writing on the complaint. It's like, why do you, why do you have to say labia? Like, wouldn't most people, wouldn't most like normal people say her crotch, or her like genital region? Like, like using the word labia here is already kind of like I don't know. You're you're a certain kind of boomer. Most yeah, normal so. people don't file FCC complaints. <laughs> That's true. It's all like sixty year olds who are very offended by everything. I don't think it's just sixty years. I think it's more what religious people. Yes, yeah, so sixty-year-olds. All right. So, um, so who who actually watched this? So, as you did not watch this, you've only seen clips. I'm assuming. Yep. And the rest, the rest of us, the Americans, watched it. I'm guessing. Of course, I watched it. You think I I'm watching a show for a Rihanna halftime show? All right. Did you think it was actually like particularly like sexy in terms of like compared to the last I don't know ten years? Yeah. It's. it's Oh, real, real. No. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking you. Like, with you find, like, Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna really gets me going, and I'm not. <laughs> That's same. Low key, saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I, am, I am not okay. joking whatsoever. Well, but also, okay, okay. normal Rihanna gets me going too. To yes. Okay. okay. Pregnant Rihanna is just more Rihanna. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. More Rihanna love. That that, that was going to be like my uh, sort of question. I was like. If you take away the fact that you have a predilection for Rihanna, would you have found like the content especially like uh, racy at all? Because because I, w- I was gonna say no. Like if you take away that fact, I was I don't think that her uh, the production or the dancing was especially racy. I, I think her songs generally are more like um, overtly sexual. I, I was I'll say that. I think her, like, the songs she's her songs compared to other performers like. Uh, there's like less innuendo and just straight up uh, like sexual references, but in terms of like the actual dancing, like the the choreography, the costumes, and all that stuff, I don't think it was like especially like offensive to uh, you know even even the prudes. Nah, she was in her bag, you know. Even like pregnant, she was you know bending over, shaking her ass to the camera. You know, she was. It wasn't she had her that mommy mommy thing going on with the other dancers, the male dancers. Um, her movements are like very economical. I'm not saying like you know, yeah, you know she's what I'm saying. Pregnant, like if she wasn't yeah. pregnant, the show would have been way more sexual. That that that's why I called the the show when I had to talk with Keith very 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 uninspiring. First, I said lazy, but I don't think it was the right word for it. Yeah, that's just how that's how she does every show though. Like that's sort of like people don't know it, but that's just how she performs. Look, it's just old white people upset, all right? That you want the real answer? That's that's the answer. Hold up. What about I, Beyonce's no, no. performance in 2013? So that's what I'm saying. Like I I'm, I'm saying like compared to, so there was Kira Jennifer Lopez, there was um uh who is it? There's Lady Gaga, there was a Katy Perry. There's no uh, way Shakira didn't touch her 
the area around Libya more than three Madonna, times. I think that's Beyonce. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, is Shakira I, a known? Like notorious labia toucher, doesn't she just like move her hips a lot? I don't know. Yeah, she just shakes her hips because her hips don't lie. No, 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 I'm just saying one. So, so Rihanna's outfit was definitely the least revealing of like all these these female artists I've named. Yeah, that's what uh, made it better. I'm just and also her, her choreography wasn't as suggestive. I, the only thing I can think of that made her performance more suggestive than these people I named right now: Madonna, Beyonce. Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, um, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez is basically. I think her lyrics are like less um, masked. That's like that's literally the only thing I can think of. So I don't know why they're complaining about her. And, and it's like I can't even say it's like. I mean, obviously there's the racism part, but there were like yeah, Coldplay did a fucking. Coldplay did a. Well, half time show. That's surprising. Yeah. Okay. Is, so, so are Rihanna's really so lyrics really less masked than? Beyonce's? Then Shakira, I think they Shakira and Beyonce, yeah, like because like Beyonce has the most thinly masked lyrics. I don't know, you know what, you know what Beyonce lyric that always with. got me going when she wrote that? a whole song about Jay Z's dick called his ego. That was a good one. What but if, I was talking about yeah. when she says "wrap you all around in my thighs." Oh, yes, please. What about what what about uh, well? So, so I think "Rude Boy" is like a way more general uh sexual song uh, overtly sexual song than any other I, I don't know man work 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 is really just about the um the lack of uh you know rights for workers in america i i think that's something <laughs> i don't know how you could possibly understand that it's sexualized all right uh, it is like uh I mean, yes, I know, I I know where you're coming from, like obviously, but isn't the the like the what is it called, like the radio version, like n- not nearly that bad? Uh, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a radio version because is it's there all a radio version. I thought well, there was like a like a way she, she didn't more do SNM version of that song. She did, she could have, but she didn't. That's that's what I was disappointed about. So my my theory is that. Uh, well, this is. I think the take you should go with is that people were more offended by this is because they were more turned on and they didn't like it. That, that that's that's I that's my. Thing. No, I'm seeing people complain because like they found themselves aroused and they didn't. They did not like it and they complained like, "Oh shit! Like, what is this thing I'm feeling?" Yeah, man, aroused by a young, pregnant black woman. They couldn't handle it. Oh, yeah, but anyway, I was gonna. Yeah, I I. Beyond the thing where people where we have like uh, we like Rihanna, I don't think like by some objective standard it was uh, more more raunchy than any of the other performances in the last ten years. That's my take. She did okay. touch her labia a lot, though. Did she? All right. Yeah. You were paying more attention than I was. Well, the reason I was paying attention. <laughs> Is because it, it's actually it, I, I was gonna bring this up before as well. It's actually funny because I was paying more attention because she was pregnant than I would have otherwise because I was paying attention to see just what she was gonna do. Being pregnant. you know, you know, Keith, I agree with that. I did pay more attention to you because I was wondering what she would she do while pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So like normally, if she was just out there dancing, I would have been like, okay, whatever. But I was like, okay, this is pregnant Rihanna. I need to know like exactly what she's going to like be doing during the show, see what she can pull off. So I was like, I was 
I had heightened senses. All right. All right. So, um, you, so, so any any thoughts? Any thoughts, guys? I think I think, was, I think I think I think it was great. Right? No, no, no. I just want to say something. I actually had something to say. Um, so here's the thing, right? A lot of people are complaining, you know, like how, how could yeah. Rihanna accept this when she knew she was pregnant, right? Like, why didn't they get someone else? I'm fine with that. She can do it while pregnant, but the rule has to be she's got to come back and do it not pregnant as well, just so we can compare. Mm. Oh. I don't know if at this point there will be a time when Rihanna is not pregnant. <laughs> that seed yeah. is that seed is so strong, apparently that you know they apparently, might have be she, she, I mean, she just had a kid. She's making another one. I mean. When's that cycle gonna end? She's gonna repopulate the whole island of Barbados. What do you mean repopulate? Something bad happened there. They're gonna know that just double the population. All right, cool. All right, so I think the more interesting, not maybe not more interesting, but to this specific complaint from the F- these FTC complaints, say it's it was too raunchy. I think that's like nonsense personally, but there were some complaints. Like on Twitter and on, you know all around, people saying it was just not an interesting show. And I, and I was so, one of those. Yeah, even as a as a Rihanna fan, obviously I'm biased, but I can see why people would say that because one, no costume changes. Come on, like I, I feel like that's a big because yeah, Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, yeah, it, it's like it's it's like when you're doing a Super Bowl halftime show or like an award show uh, intro ceremony, you know, at the Tonys. Like that—that's the standard that I hold these things to. You gotta have at least like two or three acts, and it was—and they did nothing. They did none of that. It was just like one what costume all the way through. About? What do you mean? Everyone wore the same shit all the way through, which is um, what, what is this criticism? This is wild. I mean, uh, I, I mean, the sidebar is more like production value, you know, kind of lacking there. Yeah, but that stage was sick. No, so basically they put all of their effort in, into those floating platforms and they were like, hey, the fact that we have these suspended platforms is going to be so cool that people aren't going to care that there's no costume changes, there's no other, you know, theatrics, there's no other little gimmicks. Our one big gimmick is going to carry it. And I don't think they did. I, I didn't think it was that cool, to be honest. It was cool, but I don't think it was cool enough to carry the entire show. You guys? I don't know. I was pogging at the platforms the whole time the whole time i literally i was like that stage is sick Mm. like i'm not i'm not even i'm not joking or or being contrarian or anything like i legit was like yo that stage is sick felix your thoughts uh personally i thought again i already made this opinion that was uninspiring only because like before the before the show, nobody knew she was pregnant, and people were hyping up for her, you know, upcoming album, her upcoming world tour. We might be seeing some yeah. of those elements coming through. Um, maybe she'll have some musical guests, you know. Um, you know, obviously you can't bring Kanye on for all the lights, but you know, maybe some other. Musical I mean, can guests. you not? Can you not then? Oh, oh, that's true. No guests. No guests was was kind of guests. There okay. Was, there was one moment in the performance. Uh, I forget who. I th- it might have been Jay Z. Uh, yeah, run this town. When she she like pointed up towards the platform, and there was like a pause or something like that. And yeah. I think there was like an assumption that that's where the feature was going to be, and then it just like never happened. Yeah. 
I'm just and saying. So that no was guess. kind of that was kind of disappointing. No guess, no costume changes. Ah, man, I, I, I sort of feel like this kind of show has to be a little bit um, theatrical. It has to be. Sort I mean, Daisy does do the. Um, he was there. He was, like, he was literally he was there. He was there. He's production. He was literally there watching. It. Yeah, he was literally there watching it. Yeah, he's a producer of the halftime show, right? so that's why he's there. But again, that's why I call it uninspired because it could have been so much more. But for especially for a Super Bowl, I think you have to go all out, and I did. I did think it was yeah. up to that level. Okay. You know? Okay, so so in the twenty, uh, let's go through the twenty twenty tens and onwards, twenty tens and onwards. Uh, I'll, the only I'll, I'll other one my... there was I, no I, special I... guest was when the Who were headliners. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. So that era, uh, it was coming after uh, the Janet Jackson Jackson uh, Super Bowl incident. Um, yeah, they're playing with two right. like, years safe. right afterward. They bring it brought in a lot of uh, old seventies. All these, yeah, Paul McCartney, yeah. Rolling Stones, Prince, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen. The yeah, Who. they're playing it super safe. Yeah. They were intentionally playing it as safe as possible, and then Prince fucked it up, but that was cool anyway. But no, Prince was cool. Prince was fucked. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, yeah, Prince was great. But um, they they invited Prince. They didn't know what was gonna happen. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that sexual, but it was a little bit sexual. A little they bit. knew they. A little bit. They knew they. They probably brought him on for that. Like like get us back on the, we can sexualize a bit. And then okay, so the Black Eyed Peas 2011 Usher was uh, Slash was there. Some other random people. Madonna had like a shit ton of guests. Beyonce had only Destiny's Child. Bruno Mars had Red Hot Chili Peppers. I remember everyone hating on the Red Hot Chili Peppers for not playing the instruments. That was funny. <laughs> Katy Perry right. really only had Miss, Missy Elliott as a, um, Lenny Kravitz. Hey, Coldplay I'm, had so, a bunch. Lady Gaga so had my, none. Lady Gaga had none. So my, my opinion, I don't know if this is a hot take, but for me, like the platonic ideal of a Super Bowl halftime show was Katy Perry. It had... All of like the complicated stage like devices and you know stuff like that. It had all of her costume changes because you know she always does you know she, that's that's her shtick in her regular concerts, right? She always yeah. she does like gazillion costume changes, so she's used to that. That's kind of what I expect from like a Super Bowl halftime show. Like it, it doesn't really matter that she's a terrible singer because no one cares at the Super Bowl halftime show because everything's completely recorded. You know, everyone knows it's lip synced, right? Dubbed. Yeah, everyone knows it's lip synced. But also, to answer the care of Katy Perry, most halftime shows you don't even remember with. Uh, for Katy Perry, you only remember because of Left Shark. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Left Shark was cool, and she came in on that like weird mechanical like tiger for Roar, and then like they elevated her for Firework, and they were, they did the CG fireworks. I thought it was just, it was just in general, is the number of costumes and you know all of the stage uh, staging changes. That's what I want. That's kind of what I want from a Super Bowl halftime show. And I thought that was for me that was perfect. And I I know that's everyone has different tastes, but for me that was basically perfect. I agree somewhat, Wax. You know, there there has to be a, 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 a you know a, a rise in level of production value in the Super Bowl. You know, it's a show of all shows. You know, people people you know line up to 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 to, to get to play because the artists don't get paid. You know, yeah. I I can only give it a, like a nine point five out of ten because she didn't do her uh, hot and cold version from her concerts where she changed. She actually does like a costume change like twelve times. But whatever, it, it you know you're working limited time. You can't do everything. But whatever. All right, any and all right. Any other thoughts? Okay, uh, Keith and uh, Felix, what were your favorite show halftime shows from the last? I don't know what, however, however many years you can remember. Uh, I'd say Princess uh, has the best halftime show ever, especially because it was rainy when you did a it was pretty good. rainy. Yeah, 
honestly, I don't remember anything about Purple Rain, but Purple Rain was pretty cool. So, uh, I mean, yeah, Purple cool. Rain in the rain. Holy, that 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 show was great. Yeah. Keith? Uh, my favorite halftime show is always the last one because all the other <laughs> ones I just forget about as soon as they're over. Last no, last year you them. were like uh, last year you were saying the West Coast hip hop show was was amazing. You were you were saying that that was like that was oh yeah that was a good show. Yeah, they had like the buses <laughs> and Snoop Dogg and Kendrick and yeah, it was good. Did you just did you just forget about that completely? Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you that it was last year. Like, I literally do not remember these shows. Like, the weekend happened at some point in time. I'm pretty sure the weekend was yeah, the year yeah. before last year. Okay. That was the, the one that year. I only yeah, remember that because of the meme with the mirrors. Yeah, yeah, and everyone, everyone sort of hated it. So whatever. Um. So yeah, I mean, like in a couple of years, I won't remember either uh, any of these shows. So uh, yeah, unless right. it's meme, you don't you won't remember it most of the time. I'll remember. Pregnant Rihanna in floating stages, maybe. But like, other than that, who cares? This is a Super Bowl halftime show. It's not that important. Oh, there's oh, there's one last thing I wanted to ask. Uh, this is more related to ads, I guess. Who goes to see a lot of live shows? So the Super Bowl halftime show, like at a certain point, I can't say exactly when, but let's say like maybe about ten years ago, people start to understand that these shows aren't live. Like, I think there was a certain point in time where people there was a little bit of, of ambiguity. But after a certain point, uh, you know, the internet and all this stuff coming, all this information being out there, and now everyone knows that this is like pre pre dubbed, pre uh, you know, lip synced, right? And and I feel like um, like Rihanna, she's the artist who leaned into it the most. Like in a certain way, I feel like this this year's performance was a sort of like a turning point because I feel like if you look at the other years, these artists they're trying to perform in a way that like at least they're they're pretending. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. No? Dude, when Red Hot Chili Peppers played, they didn't have their instruments plugged in. Right, but the way they were, like, the way they were, like, their motions and their voices were working, like, the way they were, like, you know, they're flapping their lips and they're they're moving their fingers, like, that was sort of, like, they were still pretending, at least. And I feel like the way Rihanna went about it, uh, so you didn't see it. I I guess this is a little bit tough to, to talk to you about, but... Like she was definitely going through it with, she was the first person I think who performed this with the assumption that everyone at home knows that I'm not singing this live, so I I'm not even gonna fucking try to like make it seem like like there's no illusion. It was complete like pro wrestling after the 2000s, where uh, everyone knows it's like a it's it's a performance, it's a show. Uh, as do you do you notice that not just in in the Super Bowl but just in concerts in general these days? When you see some performers sing, like I, 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 I was, gonna, been... I, I was, especially you know on Post Malone mostly. I mean, Post Malone's the one who comes to mind the most because he's the one who's like the crappiest live singer I know. But I feel like it's uh, it's sort of like a little trend where uh, it, it's got it's good. Yeah. In the U.S., that's definitely a trend in the U.S. and Western artists. I think in Japan, mm-hmm. that's not the case. So many Japanese artists are such good, mm-hmm. like, like even random Japanese art, like. Like tiny like bands are such such good live artists, and I don't know maybe it's because you know in, in Japan the live scene's still like alive, <laughs> um and like people can like like tour live not really tour but like go do a like, bunch a bunch of lives, and I don't think that's like pushed, um, as importantly in the West where like in the West it's like mm. you know you got to get big in other fashions first before you do your big like amount of lives. 
You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's a. I, I think in Japan, it's still it's still very similar. It's very close to a live first um, culture with music. Whereas in America and in Australia, it's like you know, use the internet, get get big on the internet kind of thing. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a cause of that, honestly, because if you get big in the United States, you play these big stadiums where acoustically it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, 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 for sure. And 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 uh, you know they, they but, have to but make no, it up somehow. But here's the thing, right? Like, not every artist is gonna play at those big stadiums, right? Like, there are still there are still um, you know theaters made for live music. So it's not that they don't exist. And if you're in that like middle zone. You yes, if you're in the Bills, that would be great, but like if you make it big in the US, you're gonna be playing football scenes and those have right. terrible acoustics. Um also, also, also also Super Bowl, you know, they, they don't wanna risk any uh, screw ups, you know. Audio issues or screw ups. Yeah. I guess this is also as part of like uh the fault of modern production in terms of like how you put together how you put together songs, especially hip hop songs where like the hook is the feature. So there, that's why you see so many concerts where, uh, when you're performing, it's literally just the, the, the ostensible performer pointing the mic recording. at the crowd while the recording of the feature plays, and like that, I fucking hate that. But that's why that's part of the production. So, like, how are you supposed to try? Right, it, it's a it's a streaming medium first, not a performance medium. So that's just part of how it is. Yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. hip hop is bad in that sense. Where yeah, it's a, it's a streaming radio really medium bad, first. A really yeah. bad live, but I, I've I've been to some hip hop artists that were live, that were good. You know who was really bad? Migos were bad live, man. They were awful live. Worse than Post Malone. Black was pretty bad. I've never been. I've never watched Post Malone live, so I can't tell you. He's pretty um, terrible. Well, I haven't, I haven't been live, but I've watched recordings. He's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. Though. Kendrick was pretty cool in terms of like the whole setup for it. Um, he got but, better, didn't he? I, I thought like he was criticized early on that he was not like a particularly good live performer, but he like worked at it. I think he was decent. Um, Kanye was pretty good as well, but again, that was similar yeah. to Kendrick in terms of uh, like the the performance value around it was pretty really good. So yeah, I, I think I, I've, I've, I haven't listened to too many hip hop artists live because uh, the times that I was really able to like go to lives, COVID hit, and then you know no one came to Australia for the three years. Yeah. And also, hip hop doesn't have the benefit of like rock music, where if you're terrible, you can just fucking turn the the amps up to maximum, and doesn't fucking no one can fucking tell. Like you don't you don't even get that yeah. benefit. So yeah, because yeah. I've been to, like plenty of I've been to plenty of rock shows where like I I couldn't fucking tell whether people were good or not just because oh, it was my, loud, loud my as friend, shit. My friend went to an ASAP Rocky performance, and he said it was so bad, it was awful. I'm not shocked at all. So <laughs> not shocked at all. Alright. Yep. Um so that those are our thoughts on live music and the halftime show. So conclusion, uh Rihanna good. Rihanna pregnant? Uh, better. <laughs> okay. That was our conclusions, I think, that one. Alright. Cool. Uh all right. So let's more Rihanna, more better. Right, let's go on to topic two. Who wants to pick? Let's do the roll doll one. Let's 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 keep with the offense theme. <laughs> the, the offense? Alright, cool. Yeah, um, the offended theme. Alright, so wait, wait, being offended? Oh, right, right, right. Because this was well, based these people on, are offended uh, because people are offended. Alright, right. So, um, apparently, the Daily Telegraph, which okay, so so this is this is Daily Telegraph, the, the, terrible, ter- terrible, 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 terrible organization. The UK version, not the Australian. 
Not Australian. The Australian version also terrible. Yeah, terrible, and they're obviously agendaed by looking this up. But but you know, it it seems to be a fact. So whatever, it, it is what it is. They found out that um, modern day prints of Roald Dahl's books have uh, these subtle, well, not even subtle. I guess I guess they're they're kind of obvious edits. These edits around the edges, and it removes language that could be considered offensive to certain peoples. And um, let me see. Let me read the examples. Edits have been made. So I'm, I'm reading the summary from the Guardian because um, Daily Telegraph don't want to read the website. Also, it's it's paywalled. How are you like a rabble rousing right wing pay, pay uh, right wing website and you're paywalled? I thought the entire point is was to be free. Isn't that how that the business model supposed to work? I feel like it's like the New York Post is like always free because they want everyone as many people to read it as possible. Yeah. As, as like a right wing rag. So like. The Daily Telegraph being like paywall is like fucking like nuts to me. Like is like the sun going paywall? It's it's not like a fucking. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be lowbrow common man shit. Like how 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 do they get away with being um being paywalled? Is the Telegraph supposed to be that? I think so. It's it's not like fucking like Wall Street Journal shit. That's that's the Financial Times. Yeah, but it's like try it's no, it does try to be uh. I don't know, it tries to be higher than that, I guess. Like, the Australian Daily Telegraph is also paywalled a lot. Alright, so let let, let me just read it out. Edits have been made to descriptions of characters' physical appearances. The word fat has been cut for every new edition of relevant books, while the word ugly has been called Daily Telegraph reported. Augustus Gloop in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is now described as enormous. In the Twits, Mrs. Twit is no longer ugly and beastly, but just beastly. Hundreds of changes were made to the original text, and some passages not written by Dahl have been added. But the Roald Dahl story company said, it's not unusual to review the language during a new print run, and any changes were small and carefully considered. In The Witches, a paragraph explaining the witches are bald beneath their wigs ends with a new line. There are So this is an entirely new line. There are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. In previous editions of James and the Giant Peach, the centipede sings... Aunt Sponge was terrifically fat and tremendously flabby at that. And Aunt Spiker was thin as a wire and dry as a bone only oh, sorry, thinner, dry as a bone only drier. This guy rhymed dry with dry. Okay, okay. <laughs> sorry, going on. Both verses have been removed and in their place are the rhymes. Aunt Sponge was a nasty old brute and deserved to be squashed by the fruit. And Aunt Spiker was much of the same and deserves half of the blame. Alright, so whatever. We, we can keep going there. Guys, uh, your thoughts on these beloved children's books, and uh, can you give a take that won't get you, that won't get you canceled? Oh, you can always give a take that gets you canceled. I mean, first no, no, of can, all, can can you give a take that won't get you canceled? Uh, we'll see. Um, first off, I guess we talk about Char- uh, Charlie Chocolate Factory. I mean, initially that book is alluded to slavery because uh, Roald Dahl's intentions. First intention was to make the main character Charlie a little black boy. Yeah, well, Roald Dahl was extremely racist. Huh? Also, yeah, and, and the and the Oompa yes. Loompas were um were they supposed to be like weird like African Polynesian? Like, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Was oh, they like Polynesian? I forget. But yeah, I, I remember reading that. Some, some, something like that. Some, some indigenous peoples. But yeah, like ha- half the people that are fucking complaining about this wouldn't even remember or even know that that got changed. Yeah. Exactly. Like, people could just see, oh, you know, the film made it popular, you know, but, but you know, the original intentions of the book was, 
a conversation about slavery. Well, that was also extremely anti-Semitic as well. Yes. But a lot of people at that time were. But the, the, the point, I think the point of this being, like, I, I, I read most of those changes and they're fine. Like, I don't really care. Like, how much is, what was the one? Enormous versus enormously fat? That's no, just like, like fat versus, it's fat or enormous. I think, it, no, I thought, I thought it was enormously fat and the other one was just enormous. All right, whatever. Uh, uh, in any case. Regardless, you, you know, like taking out that word doesn't change the like, the description of it. I mean, it honestly, changing the language. the language of the books doesn't really matter. Look, kids, remember the difference between fat and enormous. Hey, look, at least you're giving, exposing them to better language, like better, you know, adjectives. Uh, all right, so, 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 so let me ask you. I, I agree that in terms of the sense of, like, changing it doesn't really change the book that much, like... Ultimately, the story doesn't change that much, you know, and like you, you get the point of the stories. Like, it, but as people, as well, especially you, ads, who's like a weird art purist, uh, or maybe not a weird art purist, but just a art purist, don't you like dislike changing stuff on principle? On principle. Um, even if even as even if you even if it's for like you know uh. It's improve whatever you want to call it, like making it better, whatever, like whatever the reason. Even if you think it's a net positive, doesn't some this part of you think it's uh it, it's antithetical to what uh, I don't know art is? I, I'd say that yeah, but the, the the that point being is the fact that that's not the interests of whoever's selling these books, right? Um, and that in their interest, they want to sell as many books as possible. Let's let's be real. That's what they're trying to do, right? With these changes, they're trying to sell as many books as possible. That's it. I don't. Well, well no, I don't think they are, because like they didn't like they did they. Because if they were, they would have been like, "Hey, our new edition with like improved language." I yeah, think but they also sort of like. But but okay, but they also know that there's going to be a pushback against that. So so they they need to balance the two, and it's better to change it silently than change it and say say you change it. That that being said, you know books go through revisions all the time. Um, I think I'm, it's important. I'm, 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 I'm going to I also think here. this is fucking children's book. There's no art in this. Ah, oh, come on. That, that, that's, that's, that's not true. Come on. Children, uh, children's media can be art. Now, now, now you're going into the, the uh, rabbit hole of saying like cartoons can't be art. They're not art. <laughs> okay. Only anime is? Disney, Only Disney anime is not art. art. Thank you very much. Disney all can't right, be all right, art. All right. Aladdin, children's problem. But Astro Boy... It's just classic, classic, and exactly. like exactly, 100% got to agree with that. That's fact, a, mo- a monument to humanity. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, so, so, from what I, I'm going to generalize here, but from what I know, people who work in the publishing, in the publishing industry, I think they did this because they just think this is like good for society. I don't think they were thinking, I don't think it was, a, it was like a capitalist thing at all. From you what think I know, so? people work in publishing. Yeah. From what, Hold on. From, did you did yeah. you see the update on the story? Oh wait, the update. What, what, what does it say? Okay, because I don't I don't know where I saw this. I thought it was in in Discord, so I thought it was, you were going to bring it up, but uh, it seems right. like you haven't seen it. That right. uh, p- publisher Penguin Random House announced Friday it will publish classic unexpurgated versions of Roald Dahl's children's novels after it received criticism for cuts and rewrites that were intended to make the book suitable for modern readers. Even the ones where they still um, called the Oompa Loompas slaves or black... uh, I don't know how far back they're going, but they're basically, they're publishing 
with the edits and then they're going to just republish a new collection without the edits. So you're saying they're cynically explaining the culture war to sell two copies of, of the same book. Well, so exactly. I'm right. I'm fucking right. I fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. Every, yeah, I everything, no, 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 no. everything, it all boils down to fuck capitalism. That's what it boils down to. Hey, Don't hey, worry. Hey, hey. I, I know that, that that conspiracy, it fits in nicely. It, it does well, fit in There's nicely. no conspiracy, my dude. They literally said we're going to sell two copies of the book for you fuckers. Buy two I'm times. Just, Along with I'm the just, new additions, the company said 17 of Dahl's books would be published in their original form later this year as the Raw Doll Classic Collection, so readers will be free to choose which version of Dahl's stories they prefer. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that even though this seems like a conspiracy... Like I honestly think this is like this is this is the version where the editors at the company they just want to make honest like they were sincere in trying to trying to make these um, changes to make the the books more inclusive, uh, less offensive, and because of the backlash, this just happened, and it's a coincidence. Like yes, I I I, 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 think... I agree that it was not it was probably not their plan to like, yeah to make release. Yeah. The, the classic to, edition when they made the announcement books. but when yeah. they as soon as they were like all right there's backlash they knew how to capitalize on it right because otherwise you would just cancel it yeah you, you just, just not do not it. publish the edited versions but yeah, you just yeah, not said, do it. now you can yeah. sell two versions i mean yeah, I, I feel like this sort of goes into like um what we were talking about a long time ago for can with like donda 2 where Kanye was like constantly patching songs, like that that, that kind of sucks, man. He like he, he didn't patch Donda two at all. He patched Donda one. Sorry, sorry, Donda one. Right, and 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 he patched um, he patched uh, what is it called? The Life of Pablo as well. Before he says he's done it before. It, well, isn't that also different? Because like he released garbage. For, the, for I mean, like the Life of Pablo was pretty well received, but there was one song where he'd shown. A different version to the one that was played. He showed, he actually released like leaked a bunch of them. Or I don't know if they were leaked by him or he like shared tip, snippets. But the choruses on Wolves were sung by like a bunch of people. There were a bunch of versions sung by a bunch of different people. I think the one that yeah. ended up happening was the worst. But anyway, it, 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 it would be like I feel like that's more like if somebody published a rough draft and then published a final draft versus like like nothing yeah, was but, censored. But you're, you're selling, uh, you know, you're selling. What did you do three times? He sold he sold a stadium out three times for the listening event for Donda. So I don't know. Bit weird. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I I, I get why they're making these cha- these changes to make the language less offensive because like Raw Dahl, like you know, he, he wrote some offensive stuff. But at the same time, it's just like uh, the purest of me thinks, hey, the the final version is the final version. I I, I I even if it's worse, like by some sort of other standard, I I just like to think that the original is the original and it has some it has some intrinsic value by being the original. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean that's what that's why like director's cuts for movies, I don't necessarily like them a lot because like I feel like um unless it's the case where like I I there's a industry reporting where they say, hey, the studio got all the way in and they really fucked this shit up. Unless it's like it's that kind of situation, I I generally don't consider like director's cuts of movies to be like uh like, like the real version. The real version is is the studio cut. Well, now I feel like you're arguing in two different directions. Yeah, 
Because, well, I? I mean, I guess you're not, but I feel like you're you're losing the plot, I guess. Because you're, so your argument is that the, the original is the original, which in like right. the case of the studio cut, the theatrical release or whatever, that yeah. would be the original. But if you're arguing in favor of art, then wouldn't the artist's vision have to be the, like the actual important version? In which case the director's cut would hold more weight than the theatrical cut? I think I'm arguing that the version that the most people consumed, that the most people like, consumed at first, is the um, the canonical version. So you're just like whatever's put out into the world first is the most important one. Yeah, the one that people like understand to be the work first. But then, how does that play into like, like so you've covered like books and music and movies, but like, yeah. what does that mean for video games? Um. Oh, video games aren't art, so doesn't they don't matter. They don't matter. So there we are. Okay. That, that video games, video games have been <laughs> None of this is art. Hey, hey, is hey, art. hey, what is art? These are hey, all hey, just hey. commercial products made for consumption and profit. Hey, hey, Keith, you, you can't go back on this now. You are a uh, on record person who's who's been saying, who said many many times, video games are lesser than other art if it's art at all. I have never said that. What? Really. <laughs> that's not me that's I mean, that's a sheep take that's not a me take mm. i argue that everything is a commercial product though but i don't argue that they're not art like unironically mm. unironically okay today we're being unironic i'm i've i may have said that video games are a lesser art form ironically but i've never said that unironically well, this being the medium it is, we can never tell when it's the case. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like I feel I don't know. It's tough because I feel like huh. the the version that matters most is whatever the version is that the people in control of it say matters most. Because really, who else is there to say? I mean, the people the people consuming it, I think. Yeah, but what is it if they if five people consume three different versions of something, then who wins? So, so maybe this is going. This is like um, a random example, but so Blade Runner, infamous for having I, I think like four different cuts that got released. On on DVD, right? Yep. And I and you know not just DVD but various mediums, but I thought in that so in that case, um, I think that's one of the cases where the originalist cut is hated by both the creator and the fans, and I think the fans generally um, agree upon I don't know like one of the versions the final, I think it's literally called the final cut as being the best version. So maybe in that case, you could say like, this is where the fans decide, the consumer decide what the best version is. So I mean, so maybe I, I could be swayed there. If the vast majority of the fans who care about it, you know, have a consensus on which is the correct version, I, I could be swayed that way. And the original may not be, it may not have primacy. Well, how do you feel about Star Wars? Garbage. Oh, ori originals, originals. I fucking hate the George Lucas shit. Yeah, but, but the I original think... is George Lucas shit. 
Yeah, well, sorry, sorry, not sorry. Um, I I, I worded shit. it poorly. Well, no, no, not no but I mean, no. like, I think Wax knows what I'm talking about. But like, yeah, yeah. so the original is what George Lucas did at the time, and then right. you know he made the edits later, and it's still his vision. Like, it's you nobody else's can... vision. It's still his vision. You literally cannot get the um, old versions, I think, unless you like pirate them. But it's just like he was like, you know, this is what I intended, I think, and then you're I just think, like, think, no, you're wrong. I think I think that's consistent though. That's consistent. Like I was saying like the original version is the original version, and like uh, most people, t- I think most people tend to agree with me there. Yeah, but I think most, most of people are just looking at it with nostalgia goggles. I mean, I mean, do you really need that scene with the Jabba the Hut and Han Solo talking? I mean, I don't really need any of it, but do I don't really think I've, the... I don't honestly. I don't know what the differences are between the originals and the edited version. Um, there's no plot differences really. It's it's just like really needlessly lengthening the movie for no reason. So there's like a in the Moss Eisley Cantina, there's like a band performance that adds like ninety seconds. There's a um, little scene where Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo talk about his debt, which and it makes it just makes it more expository, like in terms of like if you you know from references that Han Solo is trying to pay off a debt to Jabba, or and that's why he's doing all of these things he's doing, and like having those things, it's it's just extraneous. They're not terrible, but you can just cut them out and make the story story more concise. Oh fuck! I forgot. I forgot. The, the biggest one is a, is a Greedo and Han choose first. Fuck. Now that's actually changing the story a little bit. So that's the one people like really really hate. Now, now yeah, we're getting like in, now we're getting like, like much. Does more it matter? Star, Star. I mean, it sort of matters in terms of like uh, why people like Hanzo the character. Does it though? Or are Star Wars fans just weird? Um. I think it. Ma- I think it matters. Por qué los dos? I think. Well, <laughs> in the instance, bad? I can just say Star Wars fans are weird. I'll take it. Yeah, they are weird. I think Star Wars fans are weird. They are. They are weird in like how much they care about it, but I don't think they're weird in saying that moment. That moment matters. Like taking that moment, and saying this series is ruined forever, and like my life is ruined. That's kind of weird. But in terms of like uh, looking at it and saying, "Hey, why are you changing this character so much?" Like that's not like a weird. That's not like a incorrect thing to point out. I think it's weird if you watch something that George Lucas made and you're like, "Man, this is great," and then you watch something that George Lucas made and you're like, "George Lucas, you fucking suck." I don't think people are saying that. I think people are saying like, "George Lucas, why would you change the thing that you made that was great?" And he was like, "Because this is how it was supposed to be." And you're just like, no, as the consumer, I know how it's supposed to be, and you don't, even though you made both of them. uh, Do you disagree with that? Yes. I I don't care if you prefer one or the other, but I think telling George Lucas that he doesn't know what he's doing is silly. I mean, mean, the Beatles said it best when they said that, like, once you, like, give out art to the public, it's no longer your art. Like, it belongs to them. They they said that? Yeah. Well, based... Yeah, base base as fuck. Yeah, that's because they, they didn't it, own they, their masters. <laughs> they they said that, but they also said it like in a, a kind of upset manner. Yeah, because fans oh, are stupid. Yeah. 
They'll uh, just take something and run with it any which way they want to. They can they can be stupid, but they're not always stupid. They're not. No, fans stupid. are always stupid, one hundred percent of the time. Even when they're right, they're still stupid. Okay. Oh god. I hate fans. Uh, okay. Good thing we don't. Have, we, good thing we don't have fans. Nobody should ever be a fan of anything. Like, not that like everybody should hate everything, but like nobody should be a fan of anything. You fan of Rihanna? You should just no. I just casually enjoy Rihanna. <laughs> okay. And he casually I'm enjoys a, Rihanna I, more when she's pregnant. I am a fan <laughs> of pregnant Rihanna. That is true. Oh no! Oh no! Well, I mean, fan stands for fanatic, so I mean, to be a fan, you have to be crazy, right? Yeah, a bunch of weirdos. Imagine making liking something into your personality. I could never. <laughs> All right. All right, let's let's move on to our next topic. I, I don't know what our conclusion is. Um, our whatever. conclusion is this: censorship is bad. The estate who owns the rights to these books can make whatever changes they want. Uh, Disney did it best when they just added racist racism disclaimers to the beginning of their old movies. So the publishers and Raw Dahl estate should just add sensitivity warnings to the first pages of the books and leave it at that without changing any of the text inside. But if they want to, then, you know, fuck the fans because they don't matter anyways. Yeah, I agree with Keith there. I mean, censorship warnings for everything, you know? It's a product of the times. Can't change history. Yeah, Keith Keith with the uh, actual hard take for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Alright. Um, do you guys want to do one more? We've got time for one more, right? What do you guys want to do? Uh, I, I picked the last one, so yes. someone pick the next one. Alright. Um let's let's go with the the YouGov one, because this is this is sort of thing I wanted to ask you guys. So um YouGov, our infinite well of content, thank God. They did a poll and they asked Americans how how common do you think nepotism is in various fields of work? And honestly, the poll to me is not is not that particularly interesting. Like the result of the poll, it's like um they look at these various fields. So I, I'll just read from top to bottom. This is like the fields where they think there's the most nepotism to the least nepotism of the ten things they listed: politics, most business, business, acting, media, music, finance, law, academia, sports, medicine. Okay, they just listed those in order. Uh, I just want to ask you guys. Uh, I, I think clearly they did this poll because the term like nepo baby and just nepotism in general is trending in society a lot in the last one or two months. And I want to ask you guys like, w- w- what happened? Did, did something happen? I didn't notice. I thought like uh, living in modern society, you sort of accepted that nepotism was rampant, and that's just how life was. Like, why is this like a thing right now? Uh, a few things. First off. Uh, I hate the word nepotism in the sense that they refer because nepotism only refers to family, but it includes you know family uh, includes friends as well. I mean, I guess that that's a it's not a catch all word. Uh, the catch all word probably would favoritism, but nobody ever uses that term. Um, second of all, I think it's just uh, jobs. It's all always about the jobs, you know. Pe- people want jobs and certain things, and people can't get jobs, so you know. You Is the job market bad, right? Huh? Is the job market bad right now? I thought like unemployment was uh, at like a like, is that like a fucking like twenty year low right now unemployment. The job, job market, 
the job market is basically split. Uh, in tech, there's a lot of tech layoffs, whereas people are struggling to find, you know, retail and construction workers. Because, you know, nobody wants to do backbreaking labor or interfere right. interface with customer service. All right. Wait, wait, wait. So why is it unemployment at like a gazillion year low? Is it because... Um... Oh, is it because the stats flawed? Because it's not counting the stats are flawed. The stats are flawed. The, 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 the discouraged workers are not being counted, and yada yada yada. Yes, yes. Also, there's a mix. Uh, there's this batch between skills and uh, and uh, what the colleges are providing to to our kids. Basically, we need more blue collar workers, but nobody wants to do blue collar work. Yep. So keep keep going. You're, so you're saying that people are noticing. Uh, nepotism right now because uh sorry keep going uh well i well first off i mean most in, in a lot of these jobs if you're especially do, in the job market um you if you don't know anybody uh you have to go up to some asinai website uh fill out your cv and then and and and, and, and then go on a website and type out your cv again because the website software sucks and, and then you yep. pray that somebody contacts you back saying saying you know oh you 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 know you get a phone call with the you know a phone interview um like that's that's how the job market is now without um having somebody on the inside you know canning a resume to a hiring manager of some sort so that's, that's where i feel like that's where the nepotism comes in and that's where a lot that's where it comes more and more these days because no because you know boomers in the past would say oh you know why don't you just go to the office and, you know, meet, 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 hand, meet, out. hand out your resumes to the people. Yeah, they love that one. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like, that, that's how, that's what people said like 10 years ago. I'm just like, I just wonder why it's trending now. It's it's sort of like, um, my comparison is quiet quitting. You know how quiet quitting was like the fucking like media trend Trending. word? Yes. Like, uh, and, and quiet quitting is just like, people hate their jobs and people have hated their jobs for fucking ever and they've slacked on their jobs. If you hate your job, you slack. That's been while for fucking ever. I'm just wondering like why well, it's not slacking. Also, also, also a company create these corporate buzzwords, you know, spread throughout the media, like wildfire. Well, I don't, well, that's my question. Like why, like, right. I, I don't think, Honestly, not, I, I never got a good answer on why, like, quiet quitting was the trend of the month for, like, two months last year and then it went away completely. I, I don't hear anyone say that. Because cor- because corporate wants people to do more work without getting without having to do extra pay. That's why did it go away then? Huh? Why did it go away then? Why did the term go away then? The mainstream... No, it, was, it wasn't corporate. It was mainstream media. It, it was Yes, yes. Cor- corp- some corporate HR company invented the buzzword and spread through media. You hear the quiet quitting. You hear the quiet hiring now, and yeah. you know what's next. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's the general discussion to get employees back to the office and back where the employees are in control. Anyway, so, so so Nepo baby takes out on TikTok for whatever reason, because I don't know Gen Zers for the first time in their lives are noticing things everyone has noticed forever. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's yeah, basically. Like, yep. Z- and they're trying Zoomers to reject the notion. Yeah, they're trying to reject the notion that you know. The cycle will continue. No, the cycle stops here. Alright, so 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 you're saying nothing's going on. Like it's just like Gen Zers noticing for the first time thing that everyone has noticing has noticed for the entire history of humanity. Uh nepotism yeah. is exists. Yep. Alright. Right. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you guys have clarified that for me in terms of or at least 
in terms of like affirm for me that there's nothing else going on. There's, I mean, there's like no something kind of attached to nepotism has been the the word in music. The word um, industry plant has really been like trending upwards for the past couple mm. of years. Oh, uh, let, let me you, go jump you, on Google. You. You have you have said that a lot. I, I recall like in, in uh, our various halftime music because you talk about music a lot. I, I know that you said that a lot in the last couple of years, and I didn't know if that was a you thing, but apparently it's an industry thing. No, it I, I may have heard about it. Thing. But I mean, it, it just all falls the umbrella of favoritism. Okay, so if if, if 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 you're somebody in a hiring process, some, some somebody's gonna favor one thing, one person or another, and that might. I, mean, I think. So. Yeah, go on. And that might be the reason why you don't get get the position, and that's why you, you, you feel slighted. So, you know, I just remember I just remember hearing about it in terms of like Lana Del Rey. Uh, I think she was the first one where people back in the Lana day. Lana Del Rey was an industry plant. Taylor Swift's a major industry plant. Yeah, um, and uh, I think those are the two that I I heard the most uh, talked I mean, about. But one Direction. Oh, I don't know that, but uh, that may make sense to be honest. One Direction was just singers on a on a show. And then, mm-hmm. what was his name? Simon Cowell? Is that his last name? Yeah, Simon Cowell. Yeah, he like told them, you know, you you guys would like pop off, you'd be really good together. So like got them together and then made them into a band. I don't know if that counts hmm. as an industry plant though, because like, people know that. No, yeah. I don't think that really oh. counts as an industry plant. We're just wearing a band together. But I mean, I mean, it's definitely an industry plant because... But an artist, literally, like uh, like a industry person, literally, you know, formed their image, formed everything about them, made them into a band. They wouldn't have made, they wouldn't have become a band, you know, um, what do you call it? Organically, made them yeah. into a band, formed their image, and then made them superstars. Like, I think that's yeah, but that's not like a, that's like it's just K- the yeah, idol industry. Yeah, yeah, but the idea of an industry plant. Well, the idea of an industry plant is that they're like. There, it, it it's masked as being organic. Yeah, where right. they have like substantial backing from the industry before they're like famous, but like it's hidden, right? Right. Like the it's most not probably, like, like Simon Cowell is just like I put a band together on national television. Like the most mm, yeah. probably recent example that I know is probably Billie Eilish, where people didn't know that her family background was oh in music. Or, or some shit, oh. and you know, yeah. yeah, Billie Eilish is a definitely. Oh, she's a plant. I didn't know that. Yeah, her mother is a like a producer or something like that, a yeah. movie producer even. Hey, um, Hollywood producer Keith, do you think this is because um, there's currently a generation of TV and movie stars? It just it's just coincidentally, it's a lot of people at once who are coming up who are uh, sons or daughters of famous uh, famous stars. You think maybe it's just a coincidence? I feel like we have less nepotism now. Uh, really? Yeah, wow. I feel like the previous generation was like all nepo babies. Mm, I, I who? Like, who, who can you name that I don't that I may not know about, or I know about? I just forgot. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't. Paramore. That's like that's music though. That's music. Oh, I thought- like who am I naming uh, now? That's a nepo baby. That uh, who, who's 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 like Diane Fossey's daughter? Uh, sorry, oh, sorry, Jane Fonda. My bad. My bad. I, I mixed up my primatologist again. Who's Jane Fonda's daughter? 
Yeah, isn't that like a three generation thing? Uh, well, you know, well, Jane kids. Fonda is the nepo baby. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Isn't that? A, I thought that was like a three generation thing, where it's like Henry Fonda, Jane Fonda. Yeah, Henry uh, Fonda is her yeah. father. Oh, it, and Peter like Fonda is her brother. Oh, never mind. I thought it was. Like she's was like eighty-five, so like she's not the current generation of oh my of oh, nepo my bad. babies. I thought there was like a third generation that I that I left out there. I, 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 I mean, I mean, I there's an old saying in Hollywood where you know it, it takes three generations to make a celebrity. Like I like I off rem- the top of my head, I can't think. I I mean, who's I? Uh, um, oh my god, what is her name? Uh, Julia Roberts's niece. Oh, I know you're talking about. I forgot her name. Uh, Emma, oh, you know Roberts. Emma Roberts. Oh, you know what? She's, the one she's like thinking... the, one of the biggest ones right now. Um, Samara Weaving. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, whatever her dad's name is, her uncle's name. Hugo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hugo Weaving is her uncle, I believe. Oh, damn. I didn't know that uh, Angelina Jolie, Sean Astin, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aston were all Nepo babies. Yeah, that whole the, I'm, I'm telling you, the last generation of stars were all Nepo babies. Emilio Estevez, Gwyneth Paltrow, Mariska, uh, whatever, Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I, I didn't know all these people were, uh, were, were in that group. I had no idea, actually. Like, I didn't know. It's, it's not very um, well publicized, or maybe I just don't pay attention. Oh, and there's, um, oh, my God. Mod Apatow, obviously. I was, I'm like when I think of like the current generation, I basically I'm thinking of the Euphoria cast, and there's you know, Mod <laughs> I mean, Apatow is the, yeah, the yeah. There, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people. That, oh. if you look at the list, uh, my, you probably know that there were you know nep, uh, you know nepotism babies, but like my, you know, Maya oh, Hawk, just, like Colin Hanks. Maya Hawk, Lily Rose Depp, Ben Platt, Dakota Johnson, Zoe Kravitz, okay, yeah, yeah, Haley Baldwin, you know. <laughs> There's a there's a lot of them, and the, I think the funniest part is that, I mean, like, a lot of the current generation of Nepo babies is they're just like, like you were saying, they're just a new generation of the old generation of Nepo babies. Yeah. All right. All right. So conclusion, it's um, again, uh, just Gen Z learning about something that everyone has known for a gazillion years. All right. Cool. Thanks for th- thanks for affirming. All right. Uh, you guys want to do one more, or do you want you want to close out? I don't, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm done for today. Got to head out. Right, cool. Starving. All right. Cool. Let's close out with our uh, songs. In that case, who wants to go first? Kate's already got his one, so he goes first. All right. My song, uh, just because it. I don't even know how this came up. It came up today somehow. I think uh, I saw he was releasing a new single because he has a new album coming out or something like that soon. It's from Music Soul Child. It's just friends. Parentheses Sunny. Close parentheses. Uh, it's just a you know a great early two thousands R and B track. Just right. worth having on any playlist, any R and B playlist, definitely, but probably any playlist in general. All right, I'm gonna go with a song that I honestly feel like I recommended, but I couldn't find it on the Spotify playlist. So either it's like a really old one I recommended, or just uh, ads fucked up. It's uh, Talia by King Princess, which is just um, very wax. I don't know, alt pop, very wax stuff. Max, have you been listening to anything new? Did you, did you uh, listen to anything? I, 
I am I have uh, completely lapsed on my New Year's resolution. I have not subscribed to Spotify. I've not listened to anything new at all. It's all just uh, good old Brooklyn alt pop, alt rock, dream pop, all that stuff. I listened to, I listened to the new MA3 and it kind of sucks, so I can't really recommend it. Yeah, but that's it what I'll say. It did. I only listened to it because I, I liked it like 15 years ago and hmm, kind of sucks. I mean, three hasn't been good for like ten years. <laughs> well, it's like, they they keep the same shit. They're like literally the artists who are like, hey, this. What if we never changed, and we they never change in a in a bad way? I mean, you could never change and still be good, but uh, this is also not way to never change and be bad. Yeah. Alright. So, Felix, do you have one? Uh, yeah, um, I guess, I mean, it's actually the most hardest part of the podcast where you guys invite me on is to pick songs of the week. If you need, if you need more time, I'll, I'll just... No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Um, so I was just listening to the podcast, uh, uh today, because I had a lot of work to do, you guys were all talking about Paramore, and I was like, okay, fine, uh, my song is, uh, Let the Flames Begin and Part 2. Oh, great song, great song. Uh, oh, that, that, that's my great. favorite song of Paramore. Like, you just can't beat the live versions of it. Of, like, oh, yeah, the live version's so good. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that that's my song of the week, you know? It's just, you know, a complete banger. Uh, I could listen to 10 out of 10 times, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm lost, uh... My song is. I'm actually gonna go watch this guy live next week, Friday. Um, his name is Boy's Age. He's a Japanese indie artist, I guess. He's like un- not very popular at all in Japan, yeah. anyways. So he does very rarely does lives. So I'm very happy, very excited. He's done like two lives since I've been here, and they've all been like so far away. This is the first one within driving distance, and the song is called May May by Boy's Age. I- I- I've talked about him before, and I've said you know he, he follows that very. Um, what do you call it? like lo-fi rock style but his singing voice isn't very appealing um, i mean you know like indie rock many indie rock artists don't have appealing singing voices but yeah i think his guitar works really good some of his best work is when he still had his friend who was a drummer uh, on there this isn't one of them but it's still a good song may may by boys h excited to watch him live all right hopefully he doesn't suck <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hey you said japan better at it so who knows yeah, been impressed so far. Haven't, haven't had a bad experience yet. All right. Well, in that case, let's uh, just uh, close us out. All right. Well, so hope you've enjoyed this pod. We've had two guests in a row. Well, I guess we skipped last week, right? Did we skip last week? No, we, we did not. But we did not. We skipped the week forgot. before. Probably forgot. Because this time is, is yeah. No, yeah, not really. before, because I just listened to podcasts. So. Started, started drinking, so uh, it's, it's gone back. The, the mental boom's back. Anyways, <laughs> uh, if, thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can go to www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com, slash the jujus. But even if you don't, even if you just listen to us uh, while you work uh, on Monday at 7 a.m., then we're very thankful for that. And we will catch you guys next week. Or not, who knows? If I had to drink myself to another stupid and I don't wake up this time. Bye.